Star Wars already has one superhero director coming over to direct one of their films. So maybe another, or maybe it's a series. Maybe it doesn't even exist. Welcome everybody to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. It is the last day of February, which means spring is around the corner. Uh, things are going to be warming up. Things are going to be blooming. Positivity, good vibes, hopefully. Uh, and that's what we want to bring to you here today on this episode, because we're going to give our takes on the latest in Star Wars news, answer some of your questions, and have a good time. And with me, as always, is James and Lacey. What's going on? How we doing? James, what is that? Uh, is that one of your uh, Groku shirts? Uh, Goku. Yep. Groku. Groku. Yeah. Groku. We should have a nice. uh, crossover shirt where it's like him with ears. <laughs> yes. Cut, says, or the other way around, Grogu with the hair. Uh, yeah, like, like Guy Fieri. Yeah. Like Fieri. Oh, it actually says that on the shirt. I forgot it said that on the shirt. I was going to say his last name is Son. So you could play with like Grogu or like Child Grogu, Son Goku. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Then you can do the twin sons. Oh, yeah. That's a lot you can do. There they are. Yeah. A lot of crossovers Um, happening. You're welcome, Star Wars and. So, by the uh, way, follow-up from last week's episode, I did get a text message from my sister basically calling me an idiot. Yep, so, if anybody was wondering if that happened, she literally texted me and was like, did you really think that your birthday was special and happened <laughs> the next day? So, thanks for watching, Matt, <laughs> or listening, and letting the her know. you know. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... Lacey, how are you doing other than, uh, are you I'm ready good. to learn anything today? No, I'm sad that, you know, February is coming gone because it's like the big birthday month for my family, like everybody's birthdays yeah. in February, uh, but we're getting closer and closer to celebration. We're now almost basically two and a half months away. Less than so. three. Yeah, that's, uh, hopefully we hear something soon. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Anything. Uh, we get some updates and just uh, even just some sort of a. Hey, we just want to let everyone know that it is one hundred percent happening. You know, one of those what, things. Yeah. What if they Otherwise, put on the website? We're just going to Disneyland. <laughs> what if they put guess. on the website? Celebrate good times next year. But it's got to be done with a. But the background music's got to be a recorder, like yeah, out of tune recorder. Exactly. Like the Star Wars celebration becomes like the avatar of conventions. It's just like yeah, we'll just add another year to the calendar. Yeah, never ending. And yeah, it's actually it was supposed to be 2020. It was supposed to be August 2020. Was supposed to be that. Second, it's like uh, Repop has actually sold the company to James Cameron. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh man. Well, um, we do have some stories to get into. Um, not a lot of official news, uh, aside from um, some video game stuff, but it's uh, still gonna be some cool stuff to talk about. So, James, why don't you steer us through those and let's get this going. the resistance all right this week we got some interesting news uh when when it comes to particularly this first story um about kenobi 
and the possibility of Palpatine being involved somehow. Now, that may seem kind of obvious, but it may be something that's kind of a surprise or whatever, but we're kind of getting this information from the actor himself, Ian McDermott doing an interview and uh, we, you know, being asked about certain things, and he, and he specifically says, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm done because yeah, Ray destroyed me and killed me. I'm kind of paraphrasing all this, but there's all sorts of other content that's coming on, uh, coming out that happens before I die, like Kenobi, for instance. And I think he even specifically in, in the, the quote says, you know, keep an eye on that show <laughs> kind of thing. And so everybody just kind of runs with it as like, that's him teasing the possibility of him showing up in the show, which I, you know, I don't disagree with that. So I, I think it's a good story to run. It, it seems very clear that he's hinting at something and it just seems to make perfect sense. John, what was your take on um, your favorite guy coming back? Well, the thing about McDermott is he has never minced words that he will play Palpatine for as long as they'll have him. Um, he has said that at every convention he was at. It's not one of those situations where an actor is coy about it or feels like, ah, I, I've done that. You know, that's in the past. Uh, he's like, you got a spot for me. I'll sit in the makeup chair and we'll make this thing happen. He loves playing Palpatine. And, you know, I like that because he is a, you know, an artiste type of actor, uh, you know, uh, theater trained, classically trained. Uh, so he could have that sort of snooty niche if, if he wanted to saying like, that's, you know, popcorn stuff. I'm above that. I just did that for the paychecks, mm -hmm. for the Rolex, for the, for the, uh, fancy cars and stuff. We but will no. pay you one Rolex. Yeah. But <laughs> no, he, he's always been down. So hearing him say this, that's not the surprising part. Now this is from a few months ago. It just kind of started making the rounds, uh, in, um, you know, social media circles and in you know, places like that. But the fact that he, I, I don't think this is him saying, you know, I might be in Kenobi. I think this is him sort of saying like, listen, yeah, I get it. I died, died this time. She took me out. I'm done. He's, it's over. The show's over. But they're doing more prequel type stuff. Look at Vader coming back and he died. So if he can come back, I can also still come back in older stories. Palpatine somehow returned, but not in the way that upsets people via gifts on social media. Um, so I think this is him kind of saying like, th there's always, if, as long as they're telling these stories that go back, there's always an opportunity for me to get back in the mix. I don't think it's like him saying like, I might be in Kenobi. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean he's not going to be in Kenobi. I think it would be brilliant if he had a two minute hologram message to Vader or something like that and or get him in there. Like, why not? He's the head of the operation and that operation is at its prime peak of operation during these the times of the Kenobi show solo and or that whole in between uh, a new hope and revenge of the Sith so it would make a lot of sense I know he'd always be down so this would just come down to them saying we don't want the Emperor in this show so mm -hmm. um, they seem to like bringing back the Emperor so I think uh, there's a good chance we may see him pop up in one of these so uh, you know I'd be down for it. So anytime I hear an actor who still loves being a part of Star Wars, that's also a plus for me uh, as a fan of that person. So um, we'll see. But I don't think this is him teasing anything necessarily. I think it's him saying, look, there's possibilities. Mm -hmm. So I'm down if they're down. Well, good job paying a little closer attention to how he worded it because I did kind of take it as him saying, you know, hey, that Obi-Wan, wink, wink. 
kind of thing. <laughs> Lacey, what were your thoughts reading this? Did you get the impression as well that it was he was hinting at Obi-Wan Kenobi specifically or being a little bit more broad and using that as the example? James, I have several thoughts. My <sighs> first thought is, how did John okay. get through that without okay. saying Chevy Babes once? Wow. Not once. <laughs> and I, I feel like I people at home well. are like waiting for it and it never happened. So I'm mm. so sorry for those people. Second mm. of all, John, this brings a really good quote to mind from The Last Jedi. Uh, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, do, do we all have so, least favorite quote? So I, I just wanted to bring that up because, like, clearly they were telling us in The Last Jedi. Anyway. Uh, oh, my gosh. I... So the way I feel is like the joking uh, Poe Dameron thing, you know, where he's like somehow Palpatine returned and it's like that meme that everybody uses of him like sighing and looking down. That's how I feel about this. I, I get he's the emperor. I get he's the big bad. It's just kind of like my feeling is why do we keep going back to the same character? But at the same time, I'm the person that loves Luke Skywalker, so I should just shut up. Uh, <laughs> so like they're making that, a show about Obi Wan Kenobi. You I know? just yeah. yeah, it's just I have my own personal hatred for him, which means he did a really good job playing this character. So again, Lacey, shut up. Um, I do love though that he said ungrateful granddaughter. That's such like a theater person thing to yeah. do. Like he throws in that extra word, um, and I love how he did say like, look, I'm dead, dead. Like I got annihilated. Like that there's quote, no coming his, back. You're from right. That. His quote is like delicious how he how he says yeah i just love how he says ungrateful because you could just kind of hear him saying it like my ungrateful granddaughter and you're like oh my god he's my annihilation was finally final yeah Yeah, i I I can say that right now he says is that truly the end of him now though and his quote is uh i think i have to accept that thanks to my ungrateful granddaughter my annihilation was finally (laughs) final but, of course, Darth Vader is back in the new show Obi-Wan Kenobi television series, so I suppose it's not impossible that one day uh, his mentor might be discovered once again sulking in the shadows. Skulking. Skulking. I mean, he could be sulking like as well. Like, skulking. He might be upset that, you know, he's in the background all the time, but skulking, yeah. Uh yeah, I just I thought it was a great quote. I thought he played it really well. He loves playing into the audience all the times I've seen him at cons when he like does panels and stuff. He he like feeds off the energy of the audience. I mean, how many times have people, including myself, posted the video of, uh, you know, roll it again from <laughs> the last celebration, like yeah. how much he loved that moment and just fed into it. Um, so it's great to see him talking about Star Wars. Uh, I I do hope he does get seen again, not because of Palpatine, because he's a great actor and a great person. Uh, I, I don't like Palpatine. (laughs) We all know this. So I'm not excited to see him again, but I'm excited for the actor himself. Yeah. And you know, like, it's gotta be that sort of like that rock star type of thing, movie star type of thing for someone like him. Cause he was, when he's at like the Royal court theater doing a performance after the show, he's probably like, Oh, does anyone want my autograph or anything? And people are like, that was wonderful. Thank you. Bye. And when Star Wars fans are like, Palpatine, I love you. And he's yeah. like, yes, yes. <laughs> One of my, uh, I did love the role it again because I was right there when it happened. But my favorite memory of him was from Celebration 2015. He did a reading of the uh, Palpatine monologue from like the Shakespeare Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ian, I forget his last name, Ian Dosher, Dosher. 
uh, his like Shakespeare versions of Star Wars. He did that with Palpatine's monologue. And of course, because he's so classically trained, it was just like beautifully done. Mm. And it was like chilling how good it was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this. I think one thing that's interesting that you, it's funny you kind of brought that up that no one's ever really gone and that stigma behind like I, I just know John off, hates that quote. That's I know, why but I I'm saying <laughs> I thought we it's not I even thought we quote, killed off this character. Using, why are they bringing yeah. him back? Yeah. And one thing that that um that I feel like fans need to learn and then the other angle is like Lucasfilm needs to learn is like it's okay to kill off characters when it's needed because we because the way Star Wars storytelling happens, we can go back. Like it's I I don't mind that he died at a specific time, like say Return of the Jedi, like you didn't need to bring him back because you have Kenobi and Andor and all these other things where they could have facilitated that actor and brought him back mm-hmm. and still continue to mm-hmm. tell stories about, you know, those types of characters. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so it's kind of one of those things like Lucasfilm be reminded that just because you kill off a character doesn't necessarily mean that that's the end of working with that actor or telling stories with that character. So don't be afraid to kill characters off and keep them dead, right? It will still have that impact. But also fans don't forget that even though a character dies in the story, mm-hmm. um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't go straight to, but they can always bring him back. Like we should just be hoping and asking that they bring him back in a previous chronological story kind of thing like like i would rather i i don't it's not gonna happen but i'd almost rather see like ben solo and kylo ren stuff that happened before he died and just leave him dead instead of like trying to figure out a way to bring him back kind of thing like that's just a weird example and i don't know maybe they do it right if they ever end up doing that or something but there's very there's very few occasions where I feel like it really worked out. I think probably the number one is Maul. Gotta be, you know? Like, I think, like, bringing that character back when he's dead dead uh, ended up in some really great storytelling. Um, but, but all that being said, it almost feels like Maul could have been, like, a criminal lord, an underlord, and then eventually became a Sith and then was killed, you know, or whatever. Right, right, like it almost right. feels like Maul's story all could have happened still before, um, but it's because they're un- they're not really touching that pre-Phantom Menace stuff, and they're going to get into it now, so it's kind of cool. Like, maybe some of those earlier characters from uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, like, we might see those in er- earlier storytelling um, instead of having to figure out a way to bring them back so that they can tell them, like, post- uh, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith or something like that but, th- but this right. is great news yeah I'm excited and I think he shows up but he makes sense to show up in both series so they could almost like pull him in um, and just do a back to back like hey we got this scene for Kenobi and this scene for Andor I mean it's probably different directors or whatever and they'll probably fly him in twice but um, but it makes sense you know if, if you're going to have the guy on site just do it just do it uh, both at the same time and get it done especially if you have the volume you know, or if it's planned mm-hmm. to be shot in the volume, maybe it makes mm-hmm. more sense to fly him in and then like the director can come in, you know, whatever. Oh, or doesn't he, really matter. since they filmed Cassie or Andor in England, he just, Oh, that's a good point. A, yeah. That's took actually, an Uber over. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. Did an afternoon's work. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, next thing here is the, uh, John kind of mentioned early that there might be, uh, a new director in talks for some live action stuff. Now we, we recently on a previous episode talked about that, like young 
High Republic show with the kids. Um, and now since that story kind of was floating around, we're kind of getting another story that says it would likely be John Watts, the director from uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and not just No Way Home, actually all three of the home trilogy Spider-Man movies, um, which, by the way, I, I heard a fun fact. I thought it was kind of interesting. He's the first MCU director to do three movies, like three of this of a series. Wow. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. And all three were pretty well received. Um but anyway, so, but that's his latest thing, and it kind of makes sense when you consider, like, those particular movies feel like they're working with kids, and they were trying to do that, like, John Hughes thing. So if he learned anything from that and could bring that into Star Wars, he seems like a good pick. Um, Lacey, what are your thoughts on the possibility of John Watts uh, directing some Star Wars live-action content, and maybe even specifically this, like, rumored uh, grammar rodeo high republic kids show kids show well it is interesting because i feel like once again we're we're jumping to that oh because this did really well that director is clearly doing star wars now they have fallen into that pattern as we've seen with patty jenkins and with taika watiti so i can't really say like hey that's not the right way to go but i feel like we talked about this you know months ago about how every time some new movie comes out that everybody loves it's like give them a star war that's what everybody says online. Um, and I think he's kind of getting falling into that. But he does have, you know, the track re- record to back it up with these three Spider-Man movies. Uh, they did really well. I still haven't seen the last one. I'll see it eventually. I saw um, it last night, actually. Oh, did you like it? Did you know? Let me, let me tell that... you what happens. <laughs> I know what happens. I already have said people waited two seconds to put it online. So. I already know what happens. I'll see it eventually. So all that, all that, all that nonsense you gave me a couple of weeks ago was just a fugazi little bit. That's all. But now that I I've seen it, I can I was say, joking. does any of that stuff happen? I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so John Watts is uh, busy a little bit because he's doing Fantastic Four, which is interesting because that project in itself has gone, you know, touched. We have the old ones with Jessica Alba. Then we had that new one, which didn't do as well, Josh Trank. And now we have another what one. What new one? They're doing a Fantastic Four with John No, I'm, I was making a joke on the old new one that didn't. Oh, work. yeah. The Josh Trank, RIP, uh, Boba Fett movie <laughs> situation there. Um, yeah, so... I get why this would be kind of a choice for people that they'd be like, oh, yes, he'd be perfect. And like, James, you said it perfectly. Uh, I was thinking the same thing, kind of like that John Hughes, young Ferris Bueller vibe, Breakfast Club, stuff like that. Um, So it makes sense if this is a Stranger Things in space that they would get the director that gives that kind of energy to his movies, uh, to his characters. So it's interesting to see what happens. I... I don't know how I feel about this one, only because I feel like we immediately jumped to the MCU people, but it's worked so far. And I think Disney likes to keep those people in house. Like they like once they have someone they like, like Taika Waititi, they're like, let's just keep him. Let's collect him into the <laughs> into the group and yeah. never let him go anywhere, uh, which he's releasing stuff all the time. that I'm like, how are you doing? Where are you finding the time? Um, so it will be interesting. I'm all for it. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about High Republic time only because I haven't read the book. So I'm not like diving into that time period, but I feel like this might get me more interested. Hmm. Not that the books aren't great, but I'm just more into the live action stuff. Yeah. It's hard to participate when you feel like there's a world going on over there. Right. And it's not like big, 
So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to look at his filmography too, because early, this doesn't have anything to do with his ability, but I'm looking back here. He used to do a lot of music videos. Kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. He did some Fatboy Slim videos, Head Automatica, (laughs) Beating Heart Baby video. He also did the Death Cab for Cutie, which is probably their most popular song, Soul Meets Body. That was him that directed that. Interesting. Yeah, so I I, I feel know, like a of, lot of directors get starts in music videos and like not shorts like and stuff. this though. Like I I know that is the case, but like he actually on his like IMDb has like a long, not I wouldn't say long, like maybe like ten, uh, very right. specific things that are like music video shorts, and it's like oh wow, so like I mm-hmm. I don't know, I just don't commonly see that, and then this person right. just happened to go on to do like <laughs> three Marvel movies, and all of them were like crazy, uh fan uh well spider-man is i would say the most popular comic book character him and batman um yeah i think batman for sure yeah i think it's batman and then i think it's actually i think it's spider-man under that and then superman um but actually i think maybe i would agree with that iron man is like up there because superman hasn't really had like a, a strong iron man because of robert downey jr no i'm sure. saying over the course of time it was oh. definitely spider-man yeah 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 um but uh but anyway like no i'm i i think it would be a smart what i think he's mumbling how he doesn't like spider-man so i'm telling him to shut up no he cares he's a little nerdy little weenie oh, you're a weenie spider-man. go ahead james the Whoa. i i agree with you the only thing that bothers me about spider-man is sometimes he feels like he's too smart that he's always like he's always like hmm how are we gonna solve that oh teleportation and cloning <laughs> you know like kind of thing i guess tony you stark both need to shut up because spider-man like a, is the best character of all time he is the goat of comic books so everyone can oh god up. no yes he's not, he might not even be top five but anyway oh For really you. john tell me more about your knowledge of comic books i mean i know that spider-man's not the goat who's number <laughs> three wolverine Wolverine? Yeah. Hmm. You said Spider-Man's not top five, so what are your top five then? That that's right. Well, it was gonna be Batman and probably Superman second, right? Yep. So I said that's why I went for his three. Yep. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <Go> ahead, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh I mean I'm gonna say anything any other fan's gonna say. John Watts did a great job on those three three movies. Um I I actually feel like I have more faith putting it into this High Republic kid show than I do Fantastic Four. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with him doing that, but like, I don't know that he would be the choice. It depends on how young they're going to go with those kids, and I'd hate to kind of put him into that category now as like almost like I feel like, oh, can he handle adults? You know, like oh, like I'm pigeonhole sure him into kids fi- movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. He did this this one thing and it was great. So they had him do it a second time and a third time. And then maybe that's why he got Fantastic Four because that's the angle they're going for. Like start him young. And then we have these characters for a very long time. Uh, and then also too, now Lucasfilm is like, yes, do it again. So I, I'd hate to pigeonhole him. Um, I What I would like to see is like Fantastic Four be great. And then before he even gets to Star Wars, do like something, you know, really Not different. pop culture. Uh, yeah, yeah re- really different and crazy, and it's like his own thing. And then when he comes over to like Book uh, of Henry, <laughs> I was actually oh, gonna God. say and please and le- like let it be good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because if he does that own thing, his passion project before Star Wars, and it's not received well, he is not doing High Republic. <laughs> I can guarantee you that Star Wars uh, curse. 
Yeah, exactly. But no, I say, uh, you know, at this point, more power to him. I hope it happens. And, and I think he's a good choice. Um, we want to talk a little bit, too, about Lego Star Wars specifically. Whoa, John. I forgot hey. you didn't talk because you had all this. That's because his terrible takes about comic book heroes. We could just skip No him. one's agreeing with you that Spider-Man's number one. Guys, so in the comments, is. just let Lacey Why know Why do that you think Spider-Man made more money than any Batman movie? I don't think that's even true. I think that probably is true. Uh, Why is Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire listed as one of the top super, like the superhero movie of all yeah, time? Yeah, but also Lacey, not Dark Knight. Not on my list. <laughs> Yeah. I would say that people rate Spider-Man 2 over Dark Knight. I don't think oh, so. Easy. Easy. Oh Easy. I don't know. Easy. I get that people really like Spider-Man 2, but I Oof. don't think that... I think like... I don't think you guys read enough top superhero movie countdown articles like I do. On what right, John, site? John- <laughs> like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, um, gosh. Well, let's... Let, All right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, John, what are your I'm thoughts I'm putting up on a poll. John Watts. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I So when I looked back at him, like, I was like, how the hell did this guy get the first Spider-Man movie? And not only did he direct that, he wrote it. And his filmography, like, before that, and I get sometimes people, like, fall into luck and they find themselves in, like, amazing situations. And that's cool. But, man, what a risk to take on somebody who's previous, had two movies prior. One was a horrorish movie called Clown. Uh, and another that, 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 that wasn't received that well. Another one called cop car with Kevin Bacon that was received well, but that's it. And then you get Spider-Man. Um, and that goes to show, you know, there's a lot of times this stuff happens where you get someone who's never directed before and they wind up being amazing. Like look at Bryce Dallas Howard and what she's been doing with Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett. So, um, he obviously did a great job with the Spider-Mans because they kept them around. So he did three of those. My only hesitation, and Lacey touched on this a little bit, is you're in the bubble of Marvel, which keeps churning out hits and successes. And maybe sometimes even in spite of a director, they're making these massive successful movies because of Kevin Feige, because of this, you know, all of the crews that are involved and everything. It's just this, this, this force, this unit these Marvel live action productions. And I'm sure on these three movies, he had a lot of the same crew with him, uh, whether, you know, that's, those are editors and just crew members up and down cinematographers, uh, obviously the same actors. Um, so I have a, just a little trepidation because everyone's like, wow, he, you know, great Spider-Man. Oh, he did so great. But if he steps back out of that, if you take away the Spider-Man movies, it's clown and cop car and you're like <laughs> what if what if his his star wars are those and not spider-man so uh but i don't like because of the example i gave like bryce dallas howard you know someone could just come in and knock it out of the park and have the talent because they they you know they they educated themselves and they grew up around it and they went to school for it and you know maybe they they grinded for years and years and years doing small projects and it didn't mean they weren't good uh, or that you know, because nobody saw them, they were they were cultivating their talent, and maybe he is great now, and maybe these experiences made him even better. So, who's who's to say? But it's kind of like one of those situations where Patty Jenkins, people are like Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, but it's like, yeah, but look what she did. She didn't really do much besides Wonder Woman, and then she makes the second Wonder Woman, and people don't like it, and then it's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. So, 
the fact that he went three for three with Spider-Man, like if No Way Home stunk and Lucasfilm had announced him, they obviously this is a rumor, but imagine if Lucasfilm announced him for something and then No Way Home stunk, then they're right back in that mess. Yep. But the fact that this is just rumored right now on top of a rumored show, we got to take that with a, a little pinch of cinnamon as we do here. But uh, if he is brought on, um, I think the confidence comes from the fact that, you know, Feige doesn't seem to miss with these people. Um, so that's it's definitely a vote of confidence without question. Um, now, the other thing I was thinking of, like they keep talking about Kevin Feige, Feige making a movie. You know, what if it winds up being a series that he's producing versus a movie? Like a lot of this stuff is still in motion. We haven't heard about that Kevin Feige movie in a while. Um, they said he had a writer. But again, you know, this is again going back to Lucasfilm. Not really talking much about their projects. Um, but everything about this rumored project sounds fun. I like the idea of the Goonies version of Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars in itself is sort of like a coming of age anyway. Uh, but if you get a group of kids doing it, that'd be a fresh take for Star Wars. It could be a lot of fun if they do it right and get good actors and especially good writers. So um, we'll see what happens. But I'm not ready to like put a crown on the guy's head. But at the same time, I understand that you don't have to be Spielberg to come in and make a good a Star Wars movie. No one knew who Irvin Kershner was when he took on Empire. And for a lot of people, including myself, that's the best Star Wars movie to date. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It'd be nice to get an announcement on this type of thing because then we can really find out some more details and really sink our teeth into it. So maybe we could revisit it a bit down the line, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Lacey, did you pull up anything? No, I'm just putting up my polls about Batman and Spider-Man. Oh, you're putting up the poll. Okay. Yeah, I went to a couple sites and was looking oh, around yeah. just before we moved to the other story. I, I found a couple where Dark Knight was higher than Spider-Man 2, and I found one where Spider-Man 2 was higher than Dark Knight. But on both polls specifically, including one was um, Tomato Meter, ranked by Tomato Meter, uh, both, on both polls, the higher movie was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ah. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. And actually on one of them, which was the uh, tomato ranked, it was the number one ranked Spider-Man movie or uh, sorry, superhero movie across the board. Uh, 75 superhero movies listed. Number two was Incredibles, but number one was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at a 97% Rotten Tomatoes. It's running away with Lizzie's poll. Okay. First (laughs) of all, if you look at the comments... It's interesting though. The comments are despite what I I'm said, not a big you guys fan. are still gonna argue. <laughs> not a big fan of Spider-Man two, but people in the comments are saying that like not a fan of Spider-Man two, but bigger fan of Spider-Man than Batman. Uh, that's not the poll. The and and, and I followed wrong, it up with way. which superhero is better. So we can go over this next time. <laughs> All right. You did another poll which superhero is better? Yeah, I want to genuinely know. Is it the superhero that you like more or the movie you like more? Where's or that does poll? That I want that poll. I already put it up. It's up. Oh, it is up? Did you hide that from me? Am I blocked? Did you block me? (laughs) Why would I block you? Although that would be hilarious. Why would would I block you? But yes, I blocked you. (laughs) Imagine I block John just till this poll's over just so he can't vote. Yeah. (laughs) And then you unblock me. Or see the results so that you could ultimately delete the tweet. I think I'm blocked. You are not blocked. Is it a poll? Can you comment a poll on a poll? You can reply. You can't put a poll. Yeah, but you can't put a poll as a comment, right? Right now, we're sitting at 74% Dark Knight, 26% Spider-Man 2, 65% Spider-Man, 35% Batman. Oh, there's the poll. 
Uh, no, Batman's winning that too. So that's that's all John. in the Spider Verse. Uh, Batman's annihilating Spider Man. <laughs> no, Dark Knight is annihilating Spider Man. No, but your character poll, Batman's crushing Spider Man. Right no, now. it's not. Spider Man's winning sixty five percent. What are you talking about? Which poll are what you are we at? talking about? Oh, I just refreshed it. I just refreshed it. Come on, Come on read. So the Lego Star Wars game. Yeah, so let's appears. go on the Legos. Speaking of <laughs> yeah. superheroes, Legos. Yeah, Lego Lego Star Wars appears at IGN Fan Fest. Uh, new footage and cutscenes, include uh, including some gameplay, and it looks like uh, they're kind of officially confirming the release date of it. Uh, if you have been following this for a long time. It has been uh, put off and put off and put off. And they've said it's coming this time. It's coming this time. And they keep moving it. It seems now that it has hit that final version. Um, and they are saying that it's, it's the coming avatar April. of Lego games. James. Yeah. It, it seems like this is the date, <laughs> April 5th, uh, 2022, um, which is about a, a month, I guess, maybe two months before. I'm celebration. surprised they didn't delay until celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. But uh, if you are interested in the game, uh, there's a bunch of new videos that have a lot to do with the development of the game and a little bit of, um, I mean, obviously like that would be behind the scenes, but it's kind of cool to see like uh, this ultimately an ad, but they're telling you about how the whole process came to be, which is just really interesting to begin with. But so many new missions, uh, so many hundreds of characters, they say, that are unlockable and playable over the course of this nine movie saga uh, so get excited for uh, Lego Star Wars coming, John. Are you are you, are you gonna play this? <laughs> I am one hundred percent buying and playing this game. Really? Me too. Yes. I can't wait. Yes, yes. I love these games. They don't stress me out for some reason. They seem reasonable enough for me to play without being too complex. I know they've. Uh, I've heard, I've read that they've made them a little more complex than. The older versions but um they're a lot of fun you don't take them too seriously i don't know like you don't worry too much about new canon implications or anything it's sort of like an homage more than anything um revisiting you know i like that aspect of it. it's going to feel very nostalgic and also have a lot of humor so i'm all about this uh, i'm totally down and i imagine in, in a few years um i can introduce my son to it uh, sort of like his entry to star wars video gaming and that sort of stuff so uh, for someone who, as everyone knows at this point, I'm not really a big Star Wars gamer or gamer at all. Like I, I was just talking to my buddy Mike the other day about how the last game I really sat down and played was Arkham City, a Batman game in 2009. And here I am 13 years later. I don't know and why you're acting like I don't like Batman. This might be that is not game accurate that I get <laughs> and play and enjoy so i am all about this game man ps4 what up ps4 Woo! um i don't know that i ever bought any of the lego games like on systems but i did buy it on iphone when they released one two three four five and six just as an app i was like yeah, oh you shoot that. like 15 bucks or something i was like yeah mm-hmm uh, Lacey, so that, do you want to cool. do a shot after the podcast? You know, it's really <laughs> funny. You give James such a hard time about saying that you don't like books, and here you are, like, going on and on about how I don't like Batman, which is I never, know you like Batman. <laughs> never like been the issue. I stated that Spider Man <laughs> is a more popular character, which he is. He, he is. is. 
don't know. Sorry, James. Um, Go ahead. No, I was going to ask <laughs> you actually Star though. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lego Star Wars? This particular I'm, game. I'm super pumped about this game. I would admit I wasn't excited at first. I've played a couple here and there, but never really got into them. But this one is just really exciting because it is the entire Skywalker saga. And watching kind of the behind the scenes reel that they released for IGN FanFest, it just made me more excited with all the people that are involved. Um, and just the way that they talk about it and all the details that they went into it. Like they had stressed that I think they they said something along the lines of like, 10,000 models, 20,000, you know, different environments with 26,000 textures. Like, that's insane. And the fact that they took the time to take the games that you played probably in 2007 or earlier with Star Wars Lego, and some people thought, oh, they're just updating the levels when they started from scratch. So they didn't just, Mm -hmm. you know, update the levels. They redid them to the way Mm -hmm. that they would want them to do. Uh And then the other cool thing is the way they talked about the combat, where they said that there's more kind of cool flippy moves like they do in the prequels, and there's like more force using in in the lightsaber fights because it's really important when Star Wars to have really good lightsaber fights. Um, And then just like I love how there's different modes that you can play in. Like they have the mumble mode, which is kind of like Sims where they don't really talk, which is reminiscent of early Star Wars games. A whole podcast on the sims language and how it was developed oh that's interesting um and then just like other modes like that which are just really cool i i just feel like the people that make these games just like with any video game but i feel like with this one especially it's just always that star wars element takes it to a new level with people because they grew up with it so they want to do it justice and they want to do a good job and they care about these things. And I know from other different iterations of Lego Star Wars, like the new battle game they had come out, the time that they took to create these really cool ships and vehicles and uh, creatures that aren't made out of Legos yet. So they had to go in and, and build these things that don't exist yet. Um, and they were saying how the the ships in the game, if you were to build them in real life, would be millions and millions and millions of pieces. Like the detail <laughs> that went into this game, I feel like it was worth the wait, and I and can't wait to play it. How, ma- how many playable characters? It's like four hundred, right? It's like the, crazy. Uh, the article I saw just said hundreds of characters. I think it was three hundred last time I saw. Three hundred plus or something like that, which means it's like three oh four usually yeah, when they say stuff like that. Um. I I am probably not going to buy it, but you know what I would like to see out of it that could be really cool is if a fan put together each one of the episodes into like took all the best parts of the jokes, like all the best jokes chronologically to kind of make it like a super cut of each game. And it was about 10 minutes, which would put it at about 100 and, or put it at 90 minutes, be about an hour and a half. And like you could just sit and watch it like an animated movie um, mm. and get all nine chapters. And it was kind of like the best bits and kind of a a, a rough playthrough really quickly of uh, some of the main portions of the game. Like just cut from Hoth to this thing. Like you don't have to show the in-between stuff kind of thing. I um, might have to do a playthrough online or something. Stream some. Become a Twitch streamer and Twitch stream some Lego. Me too. He's like, uh, are you? <laughs> You guys like follow me at least you learn Twitch from me. Subscribe to my Twitch. Uh, uh, no, but I'm. I don't know. 
I, I think it's cool and I'm excited because uh, the Lego games have always been there and people like collections and things. So the fact that they're putting all of this work into all nine games, it just seems like probably the most epic Lego game that could possibly ever exist. And I, I think don't know, that's they, what they're going for. Yeah, I know. And none of this is like announced or anything too, but it's such a big step for them that it almost feels like like they're not going to create like a solo or a, or a Mandalorian version probably just be more downloadable content where they could add levels to mm-hmm. this particular game or something along those lines. So right. that would be cool too. Um, it just seems like it's the beginning of like the new uh, Lego era, like the next gen Lego game. So we're here. Um, a couple of the things we wanted to talk about really quick, just to wrap up resistance report um, is we're always wanting to remind you that uh, if you go to star Wars Newsnet and you want to check out like whether it's like a book or or a comic or any sort of other media they have we have the like spoiler breakdown of every one of those books including uh we did a review recently on the investigation uh the the carnage that's happening in the high republic uh specifically the trail of shadows uh storyline that's going on um issue five is out and it's done uh but you can go back and you know get the just of everything that happened, including photos and, and key scenes where we'll, we'll cut it out for you and kind of show you that particular piece of media so you can follow along with the story without actually having to buy all the comics or anything like that. So be sure to head over to Star Wars News Net. There's actually a link in the, the description of uh, our YouTube video if you want to just go there now for that particular uh, piece of High Republic content. Um, and also uh, this too, um, this is kind of a review. There's also some screenshots if you're thinking about buying it, but the new Clone Wars Guide uh, is a new book that's coming um, that's sort of, it's kind of like the official guides that, that Star Wars does um, for the live action movies, but it's the Clone Wars version of it. And it kind of covers the entire series, which is really crazy. But it's got all these like behind the scenes looks and uh, how they've developed the characters and stuff. Like I said, the link is in the description of this video on YouTube um, and possibly even on the streaming uh, on the uh, podcast on your podcast app. I don't know if the show notes go in there or not, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But you might be able to get there, but head over to Star Wars Newsnet where you can find that uh, and take a look at the Clone Wars Guide, which is coming out soon. So um, that's everything uh, for Resistance Report this week. Lacey, uh, what are we doing next? All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pot race. Oh, yeah. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, follow us on all the audio platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please leave us leave us a review if you get a chance. It really means a lot to us and gets our show out there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. If you want more than two episodes a week, including a huge community that uh, has come together, which is really nice, yeah. um, and exclusive videos and much more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, uh, that's all. You get access to the page and you get to be a part of the community with us, talk some Star Wars, get access to all the videos and cool stuff on the page, including live streams. Um, but as you go up in the ranks, there's different uh, ranks you can become. You get different perks from mailings to Discord access to merchandise, 
really cool stuff. So definitely head over there. This is the part of the show where we let those generals and spice runners, our two top tiers, be a part of the show. So before that happens, I want to say thank you to those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Tarleton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Brian or Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, Danny, Mike Ramori, uh, Math, Matt Heath, Matt Heath. Hello, Matt. Uh, Double C Chris, Chris White, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. And then our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Thank you guys so much for keeping it spicy as our Spice Runners. Hey. Um, so this week, I'm super excited. We have a new general, uh, Chibigon Danny. I love Danny. She's wonderful. Um, and she gets to be a part of the episode today. I, I'm just like, I'm giddy with excitement about this bot race. All right. So Danny, oh. your question was, what Star Wars item that you own do you cherish the most slash means the most to you? It could be anything you have pertaining to Star Wars. So even an old ticket stub, for example. And if you are willing to share, how did you obtain it? So, Danny, take it away. Hi, TRB. Thank you so much for your question. Um, after giving it a quick thought, uh, my mind and heart automatically went uh, to my uh, R2-D2 from uh, Sphero. So this uh, little droid, uh, I actually bought it with my first paycheck. So... It not only like brings a pride and joy, but you know, this guy started off my Star Wars collection. And the other thing is that um, both my dad and I often discuss that we wanted to build a life-size Ardo unit. And unfortunately he passed away and we have to put a pause to that dream. But whenever I see, uh, you know, this R2, I just, I am reminded that, you know, anytime I could go back and complete that dream. So hope leaves. Awesome job, Danny. You did a great, great job. I love your Chewbacca. John, what did you think of her answer? Oh, that was emotional. So yeah, that might be the most emotional pod race we've had. So uh, great job, Danny. I appreciate you sharing that. I know it's very probably very personal for you, but also very uh, feel good because you have those memories with your dad. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a huge part of being a Star Wars fan that not a lot of people talk about anymore is how it bonds families and you get to make memories via this franchise and stuff like that. And really happy to hear that you and your dad were able to have that together. And who knows maybe you will get a shot to to build your own r2 one day i really hope you do because i think that would be an amazing way for you to sort of uh achieve that sort of dream that you had with your dad but uh what a what a way to debut on a pod race uh i, I don't know how you're going to top that next time but i look forward to it anyway danny yeah i mean we've hung out several times now you've been such a great supporter of ours i am honored that you uh sort of chosen to be a part of our community uh and it means a great deal so having fans like you around uh especially at this level and to be a part of the show now and stuff like that really means a lot you're the best and uh i'll see you in the chats and stuff and hopefully it's celebration james yeah no i i agree with john that that does kind of seem like something that we've kind of forgotten is like the bonding of like specific generations um especially now like when we sort of need it because the sequels are doing what they're doing 
Um, it's sometimes we throw back to that whole like, yeah, but remember when everybody hated the sequels and then it's a, uh, you know, kind of come around kind of thing. And actually it, it, it reminded me very specifically of someone, um, the, uh, a friend of mine from the music industry that I asked specifically like, Hey, do you want to be on the Mando fan show? And it, it didn't work out, but I asked him if he was really into star Wars cause he loves movies and all this. And he said, um, I, I mean, I kind of like the old ones and stuff, but like, I really did not like those prequels, but it's interesting because now my kids want to watch the prequels. And I feel like now that they're laughing and, and having a good time with those characters, I've been kind of forced to re look at them with different That's eyes. Cool. And he said, he's kind of come around on them. So, and that was about as much as like into star Wars as he was, which is why he didn't really particularly want to do like Mando Fancho or anything like that. But, uh, it was a good story to hear. And I was like, man, just keep on keeping on star Wars is great, man. You know, we kind of had that conversation. So it kind of reminded me of, uh, that conversation I had with him, uh, when you said all that stuff, Danny. So, um, but yeah, but, uh, great choice, good reason. Um, very special and that's perfect. So thanks for being a general and, uh, see you next time. See you around. Danny, your answer was absolutely perfect. I'm super close with my dad as well. So it, this one definitely hit me hard. Um, I, love that you've connected star wars with not just something that you enjoy to escape with but also as part of your family family is a huge part of star wars i think one of my favorite episodes here for trb was our found family episode and just talking about getting Mm. that connection through other people and through your own family and stuff um so i'm so glad that you did have that um and i really hope you do get to build an r2 i know i want to build a full-size one but i have the kit that's still coming that is like a mini size one. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that works out because I don't even know that my birthday switches days. So let's see how good I am at building things. <laughs> anyway, you're awesome, Danny. You're the best. Uh, can't wait to see you at celebration. And now we're going to head to John with some questions from the community. That's right. It is time. It is back, back to back weeks. Uh, so thanks to everybody for submitting questions to yes. hashtag ask the resistance. You can submit questions to our show anytime um, on Twitter using the hashtag AskTheResistance. Our patrons sometimes send in questions. You can email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com, uh, Instagram, wherever. Uh, we'll pick them up. But uh, if you are on Twitter, use the hashtag, um, even when we're not calling for them, and we'll be able to find them that way. So thanks. We appreciate that. Uh, so we have a few here. Uh, the first one to get the uh, engines warmed up, our buddy Stephen Bowman. What's up, Stephen? That's Stephen A. Bowman. Uh, this is a quick one he, for all of us. He said, what Star Wars moments um, are you, mo- or particular film or series, are you most excited to share with your kids when they grow older? So now that we all have kids, we can answer these collectively. Um, welcome to the What party, a crazy Lacey. world. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lacey, why don't we start with you as the newest member to the TRB Parenthood. Uh, mm. What do you think? Uh, probably two. I have two. Uh, Ray catching the lightsaber because that wasn't around when I was little. So I'm, I'm excited that my daughter gets to experience that potentially as her first Star Wars. Uh, mm. I was talking with my husband about it and I was like, oh, I guess I should start with the original trilogy. And he was like, no, start with the new trilogy. Cause oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. But anyway, uh, and then the other one would probably be Mandalorian with Grogu because that's such a little kid thing. And I feel like despite all the craziness of the Mandalorian, just those little Grogu moments are something that a, a little kid would connect with really well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good picks, James. 
Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I think a lot of people, and John, if you're going to say this, you might say this, but um, but the the whole, like, Luke, I am your father thing, I think, like, there's almost like this, and uh, you're expecting someone to have, like, a <gasps> moment or something. And I'm like, that's probably the biggest, like, <gasps> moment in all of Star Wars. And I don't know that they're going to have that. So all the moments that I think about are these like subtle moments that are probably just going on in his head. So I think more less about like specific moments than I do about when I really get this feeling, like if he actually really likes it, you know what I mean? Like now he's playing. And so any, any, anytime he ever comes up to me and asks the question, like, let me ask you this, like, what was Luke, what was Luke doing at the, you know, it's like, I'm going to feel like he really cares. That's going to be the moment for me. But, if I did have to pick a moment that I could be like, if there was an audible, like, wow, that, that was really awesome is if we just finished return of the Jedi and saw the end of like, then perhaps she will no, like the whole like (laughs) thing. Uh, and his whole speech at the end, you know, like I'm a, I'm a Jedi, like my father before me, if there was like a physical, like look on his face or something, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I nice. think that would be like the big one for me. Yeah, I thought about the no, I am your father, that that just massive reveal, because I think that's something you still can protect from kids today, because I don't think five and six year olds are talking about like the Empire Strikes Back. But um, I think I would pick, I've been getting very old school nostalgia about A New Hope lately for some reason. I don't know why. So I think uh, the moment I would love to see him soak in is when Luke you know, like believes in himself when he's left as the last one to to take out the Death Star and Obi-Wan's telling him, you know, you know, trust your instincts, you know, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. And Han coming back and uh, making right and helping him out, the Yahoo, and they blow it up and then they celebrate at the end. I think I would like to see him experience that whole final you know, seven, eight minutes of the movie there um, and see if that wants him, like, after it ends, like, what's next? If he says that, like, I want, I want to see what's next. I think that would be really cool because that's sort of replicating how people probably felt and kids felt when they saw that first Star Wars movie. So I think I'd go with that as that moment. Um, but all right, we have a few more questions. Uh, Lacey, we're going to th- toss this one your way. Uh, our pal Hondo Supply. Hey. At... Hondo Supply, just grabbing that handle. Good job. Um, <laughs> he said, some fans keep commenting we need a bigger universe and the interconnected stories just made the world too small. What is an era or storyline you think could be explored with all new characters not connected to the Skywalker storyline and still make for a compelling sell? So for me, I, I definitely would want past the Skywalker saga, like in the future. I know the kind of first thing people jump to is prequel before anything happened, but I feel like with prequels, you still kind of have that feeling of like, how does this lead into X? Whereas once thing, something's ended and a new thing starts, you don't have that feeling as the, the same way. So I would probably say past the Skywalker saga and the future somewhere else. But I do want to say that the, the interconnectivity stuff... Um, it, it does make the galaxy seem small, but I think that there's also a bigger message there of no matter what you choose to do yourself, like the choices you make affect others, even if they're not directly connected to you. They might be one or two people away. 
Um, and I think that happens a lot with Star Wars where, yeah, obviously there's one family that's causing a lot of havoc in the universe. And I get that. But I think a lot of the characters, the connection between them also shows you that your choices matter and the things that you decide to do matter, whether you're a part of that main character line or not. Um, and I like that about Star Wars because it just that's how the world we live in now. I think everybody makes choices and they don't realize all the other people they might impact with those choices. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, James, you're up next. This one's from Scott of Geek at Old Geek Scott. How old are you, Scott? Just, just putting that out there, just admitting mm -hmm. that you're old. Hey, Scott. Um, do you think the Ahsoka series is where we'll finally get a Kevin Kiner score in live action? Probably leaning mm -hmm. on all these rebel returns. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to say no. Um, I think I kind of understand where that's coming from. Like Ahsoka as the character has kind of been uh, scored the most, almost kind of like John Williams saying, of course I'm coming back because I, I wrote the thing for Ray and I'm going to continue to, you know, write for Ray kind of thing. So like if, Ahsoka's main stories were being told in the Clone Wars, which was done by him, and in Rebels, which was done by him. It just it, it kind of seems logical, but to be honest with you, I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna have somebody come in and at this point, who knows, it might even still be um uh Ludwig. Uh like he might even do hmm. what he did with Book of Boba Fett in the sense of like set the tone, set the score as the hey. main song kind of thing. Hey, maybe not do, after do, that. Do, do, do. <laughs> oh. It's like, Ahsoka, 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 Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, I get it. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not like the, I'm not the biggest like Kevin Kiner fan. Like, I think his stuff is good, but I'm not like, he needs to be the one to do this. You know what I mean? I think there are plenty of other composers that could come in and, do a particular good job and i don't necessarily think like he's owed it by any means but and they've cut that stuff off like he didn't i don't know they've had other people score for ahsoka already in live action a couple times you know twice now so um mm -hmm. i i don't know just off the top of my head i'm gonna say no probably not um and he'll probably just stick with live action stuff or sorry animated animation stuff. yeah all right um last question here i'll grab this one has aslam at has underscore Aslam. What's up, buddy? Uh, he said, Kenobi being the most anticipated show in Star Wars, the pressure is on the production crew to make this one special. Do you think that the show will cause even greater rifts in the Star Wars fandom, or could it start the healing? Um, I don't think this will cause greater rifts in the fandom, unless they do something really outrageous, which I don't think they will. I think they're going to be... I think they're going to play the Kenobi series pretty conservatively in terms of what they do. And they want to give, they're going to give fans what they want, so to speak, or what they maybe more expect than um, the, the twist on Boba Fett we sort of got as, as sort of a character. I don't think we're going to get some sort of weird version of Obi-Wan or anything <laughs> like that. Um, you're going to get your Vader and there's going to be a lot of Empire, little Luke, little Leia, um, some Qui-Gon. It's going to be, I think it's going to be one of those like, man, that 
felt really good. So that's, that's he, the hope. He gets, he gets modded by like Tiger, Tiger Bear or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's all this techno music and he's bobbing his head to it as he's getting his <laughs> yeah. new arm. Um, yeah, so... Um, and the, the healing thing, like, again, I, I really think that is such a social media thing. I don't think, like, Star Wars fans... Like, we're going to head to Celebration in a few months, and you're really going to... That's when you really experience... I'm not saying everybody's going, but that's when you really experience Star Wars fans. You, you see uh, a mother and a daughter, or a father and a son, or a family of four all dressed up as Jedi and having fun. And that's what are, That's really what it is. It's not people yelling about you know characters should have done this or that on social media and people telling people how they should feel i think you know we we look at the rift yeah, to me it's a social media thing people call it star wars twitter i don't believe in that um i think it's just people on on twitter who like star wars who find each other but so i don't think that healing is needed look at the mandalorian everyone seemed to really like that and there were still you know issues with people online so um i think that's more of a loud voiced but small thing that's happening on the internet more than anything so i think kenobi will be good um and hopefully people agree so uh, if the show's great people will like it because everyone's been rooting for this show so as long as people uh you know don't uh you know have the expectation too too high that nothing can live up to it i think we'll be all right so that's my answer on that. But that is it. That is takes us to the end of the show. We're right up on an hour like butter. Uh, thanks you to everybody for listening and watching and being part of TRB. Uh, make sure you subscribe on all of your platforms like Lacey put perfectly before. And of course, uh, thank you to everybody who got us over the milestone of 7,500 subscribers, which I think that was our fastest 500 climb because it wasn't too long ago we were thanking people for 7,000. So thank you to everybody who has joined us on our channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net Videos. We appreciate that very much. Let's march on to 8,000 and the way down the road, maybe 10,000. But thank you to everybody for that. Uh, speaking of Star Wars News Net, head there every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You could find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. Writing and editing at Star Wars News Net and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just did an episode on speed. And our next one, I'm not joking, is Batman Begins. So <laughs> look forward to that. Isn't your podcast nostalgic? Yeah. That movie's Didn't 17 Batman's... years old. I wouldn't call it nostalgic. Okay, go ahead, James. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks and in real life laughing at pictures of Thundercat. <laughs> Sar. <laughs> right on. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, and I just want everyone to know at this current point, Spider Man is winning as the best superhero, Ooh. but Dark Knight is winning as the best movie. I talk. Oh. So I win. I'm like, I don't you know. Do it's win. tough. Like in some cases, yeah. some people say it this way. Some cases, some people say that way. Well, I find that super interesting that it's not both. It's one. The character is better, but then the movie is better. Love that. Because yeah. I think you chose the wrong movie. And like, like recently. Should have chosen Spider-Man 3, probably. Yeah. yeah well, not no, Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. And but I don't think that's comparable, though. Animated. I wanted, I wanted Spider-Man 2 because that's kind of like around yeah. when they came out you know yeah yeah. and it's I hard like my... to put no way home against anything because obviously there's like all oh. the spider-men in there so it's hype, like hype right now 
Yeah, yeah. People yeah. walk out of the movie and they're like, "So that was the best superhero movie that's ever existed, ever." You know what I mean? It's like, and you're hold like, on, let's, <laughs> let's, let's wait a year. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll be yeah. back on Thursday with another episode where we're actually going to debate Spider-Man versus Batman. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. We're doing the State of Star Wars Winter Edition. Uh, so I know a lot of you out there like when we do those. So it's time for another one. Uh, but enjoy your weeks. Uh, it will be March. So enjoy the beginning of March. Hopefully things start warming up a bit. We know that's not going to happen. But we'll see you Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>